What is required is a willingness to look deeply at one's present moments, no matter what they hold, in a spirit of generosity, kindness towards oneself, and openness towards what might be possible. John Kabat-Zinn. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Thank you guys for being so patient on today's episode. I promise you it's going to be a good one. Today I'm actually not drinking any coffee. I did have a coffee this morning, but I'm not going to lie. I've had a bit of a rocky morning and that actually ended up leading to today's Coffee Talk podcast topic, which is what we're about to get into, but basically just a means of my top three pillars anyway when I was brainstorming were the threat of life, anxiety, and am I where I'm supposed to be? Just that like overall question that we tend to like ask ourselves on a daily basis. I feel like towards the end of 2018 and leading into 2019, this was like an overall kind of just like little thing that I've pondered in the back of my mind. And I think that I've noticed in the last little bit, I've just become very aware of just like little triggers and times that I've been feeling a little more anxious than usual, especially at nighttime. I find that when I climb into bed, it's like all of a sudden I can't really breathe. And it's kind of weird because anyone that's experienced anxiety or that kind of feeling before, it's not like you actually truly can't breathe. And that's kind of the weird thing about it because you are breathing, but it just feels like you're not breathing and you just feel super anxious and almost like something sitting on your chest. And I've had that feeling before. The weird thing is, is that I'm not new to anxiety. So when that feeling comes around, I try not to take it too seriously because I feel like when I start taking it too seriously, that's almost when I start to make it worse. But at the same time, I also try and become aware of it because I'm like, okay, I'm noticing I'm feeling a little anxious right now. Like, wonder what that's from or where is that coming from? Or, oh, okay, my heart feels like it's pounding really fast. But when I check my heart rate, it's pretty damn normal. So I know I'm okay. I'm not dying. I'm not in any trouble. I'm not in any fear. But also a little aware of the fact that obviously something's making me feel some type of way, right? And it's weird because I think that my anxiety as of recently hasn't been stemming from any kind of like bad place, I think if anything, it's just been stemming from the thought of how overwhelmed and excited I am for just like all of the things that I want to be doing in life that sometimes I almost get like hyper excited and put myself or rather think myself into feeling like I need to be afraid, like I'm not okay, like what I'm doing is wrong, that there should always be something wrong, or almost like it's not okay to just let myself relax, feel peaceful, and be happy, no matter what I have to do, or no matter what tasks might be looming over my head for an extended period of time. I'm not even just talking like looming over my head for the day. I mean, like, I know that there's some things I'm working on that are going to take me a few months. How do I find the space to be able to breathe and feel at peace with everything that's going on in my life without, you know, not having to just basically throw caution and abandon to the wind and dump everything and give up on life and curl up in a ball in my bed so that all of a sudden I can feel peaceful again because I have nothing else I should be doing. That's what I mean about that fear of am I doing or am I where I should be right at this moment. The thing is, I'm used to my anxiety. Like I've mentioned, I'm not new to it. As I've gotten older, I've grown to learn more and more about the way that my brain works. And with doing so and becoming a little bit more curious about it instead of trying to, you know, be judgmental about it, I guess, I have been able to release a lot of my sense of need to control everything only because I think when I'm aware of the fact that I am afraid, it can make me 
a little bit more, I guess, awake or I can use it now as like a doorway to awaken myself to why am I afraid right now? Like what is really going on here? So lately, the fact that my anxiety has peaked back up just a little bit more than usual, I've also noticed that yin and yang, because my anxiety has peaked back up more than usual, I've also been a lot more like intuitively aware of my life than usual. And that is kind of the cool part that comes along, at least for me anyway, with my anxiety, or that's how I try and look at it to kind of give it a positive spin. But the more anxious I am, I've used my anxiety almost like a doorway to become very aware of myself in the present moment. I'm even doing it right now, and maybe it's it'll happen to you too since we're talking about it, but all of a sudden, everything kind of drops away. You know, your past, your present, and you're just here. You're looking at what you're looking at. You're doing what you're doing, and Anxiety forces you to do that because you almost have to tap into, okay, just I need to breathe right now. I just need to follow my breath. I just need to one to 10, count my breaths nice and slow. There's nothing else I need to be doing. There's nothing going wrong here. There's nothing to fear. I just need to breathe. And doing so ties you so presently to the moment that suddenly you're consciously very aware of who you are. You're consciously very aware of your soul, almost like inside your body, not to like freak you guys out or anything, but you know what I mean? You almost are just like, whoa, I'm here. And that is a way to, especially any of you guys out there that deal with anxiety, that's a good way to look at anxiety, okay? That's one positive thing that we can all say we get from it. So like I mentioned, I feel like we are all like this. There's so much we all want to be doing that it's hard not to end up questioning whether you're doing the right things, you know? Are you focusing your time here on earth on the things that you should be focusing them on? Because in a way, we get so used to going through our habits and our routines that it becomes easy to live our lives the way we have been. But at the same time, it also becomes easy to, you know, compare our lives to other people and question, okay, well, why is my level of happiness seem different than that person's level of happiness? Or why or how do I trust that I am happy? Like, what does it even mean to be happy? Or how do I trust that I'm choosing the right things for myself on a daily basis? And then cue the tornado and the spiral of just, oh my God, now I'm freaking out. What should I be doing? Should I be fearing? And again, like I said, you guys know exactly the whole wormhole I'm falling down. But that has basically been that little play of like what ifs that tends to happen to a lot of us. And I think it's happening to a lot of us more and more now that we've become more aware of other people's lives and more aware of how other people are living their lives. And it becomes super easy to kind of question ourselves and our own lives. I think that we're really, really powerful in the sense that as human beings and different from most, I would say, animals, like I think all animals have souls too, but I think the thing that makes human beings different is that we have the ability to kind of use our words and our actions and our choices to create very incredible things for not only ourselves, but for our world. And I don't think that that's always used in a good way. I think that sometimes people use their words and their actions and their choices in a selfish way or in a way that maybe is kind of blinded by, you know, subconscious. And maybe that subconscious is being pulled by a more negative, you know, who knows? Nobody can really say because we're all kind of dictated by our lives. And when we're not aware of the things that we're saying and the actions we're taking, the choices we're making, it can lead to a lot of turmoil. But I think that we become very powerful when we are aware of that because then we can use our words and our actions and our choices in a way that makes the next stepping stones of tomorrow or next month or next year become something that's going to lead us to a very like growth and passionate and overall like story that makes sense to us, right? Like we're all kind of writing our stories on a day-to-day basis, but becoming acutely aware of that power 
can also make it so that you sort of end up falling out of balance because you start to become completely indecisive. You're like, oh God, you're like a deer in the headlights. All of a sudden, you're questioning everything you say. You're questioning everything you do. You're questioning everything that you decide. And you're constantly like, is this right for me? How do I know? Where Someone just send me a freaking sign so that I, I know that I'm doing the right thing. Now, if you've been watching my videos or listening to my podcast for a while now, then you'll know, and I've probably mentioned this a million gazillion times at this point, but trust from sacred powers. That was the number one sacred power I got when I read that book. And it has been such a theme for me. And it was such a learning lesson because I think that in 2018, that's the big lesson I ended up taking away from it. I think that I could have taken a lot of the turmoil and the stress out of my life in 2018 if I could have just let myself trust. But at the same time, I think I also needed to go through it. I needed to have that time to figure out what trusting meant to me and to find a way to let myself relax into it. So here is basically the thoughts or the way that I did it. And it might be different for you guys, and I'd love to hear your opinions at the end of it, but this is an overall consensus that I have come to. And by I have come to this, I mean books have pretty much plowed this into my mind and through contemplation and also trial and error, I'm starting to get a little bit more, or at least I think I'm starting to get a little bit more aware of what it all really means and how to kind of be able to trust the timing of our lives and to realize that no matter where we are, we are exactly where we should be. Our world is a reflection of our thoughts. When I made it to Dominican the other day, I got off my plane and first of all, the plane was freezing cold, but I get off the plane and I mean, the airport was a little warm, but I'm a generally all around kind of chilly person. So within the five steps it took to get from the airport to the car I was taking to the resort, I was still pretty cold. So when the driver offered me a drink, he was like, you want a beer? You want a water? And I was like, oh, I'll take a water. But he was like, ha ha ha, no, you're on vacation and hands me the beer. And I honestly, guys, I was pretty dehydrated and it wasn't like I was against a beer or anything, but I really did just want a water. So when he handed me the beer, I was just like, oh gosh, you know what, whatever, I just won't say anything. And I kind of tucked the beer into the cup holder beside me in the door, popped on my music and just started staring out because it was a bit of a drive to the resort. So anyway, I'm listening to music. I'm looking out the window at these beautiful palm trees and the beautiful scenery. And I look down at the beer and I can see the condensation running down it and just thinking about drinking that beer is making me uncomfortable because I'm already pretty kind of cold. Like he's got the AC pretty high in this thing. And all of a sudden, just looking at the beer and picturing drinking the beer sent a shiver down my spine. Like, you know, when you kind of just like shake for a minute, you're like, ooh, that was like a, like a little chill. So without touching it or drinking it, I created a physical reaction within my body just by thinking about it. So thus, I started thinking into that a little bit. I was like, wow, in that small amount of time and in that few seconds of me focusing on the beer, boom, I just created something physical. I just actually made that physically happen to my body. Now imagine that on a bigger scale, on a day-to-day focus. Even today, I woke up and my neck was a little sore this morning. And I mean, I was up all night with Bentley last night. Like I kept on setting alarms. I think it was anxiety for him, but he got so like overwhelmed when I came home last night that he kind of started getting a little shaky and he didn't really want to go outside. And he just like wanted to curl up on a ball and lay on me. And I was like, is he sick? Like, is he okay? And so, I mean, thus that also triggered my anxiety a little bit. So I hadn't slept very well last night and my neck hurt from falling asleep weird on the plane, ride home and just all this stuff. So anyway, I woke up this morning, my, my neck was a little sore and my face was a little warm and flushed. And then it started to spiral from there. I'm like, oh God, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I should Google it. 
Do not do that, by the way, because Google will tell you you have meningitis and you're just going to be completely convinced that you could be dying or dead in the mere amount of just a few hours. In thinking there was something wrong with me, I was creating more physical symptoms that were making me freak out more because the more I thought something was wrong, the more my body started to react with fear. That fear of, oh God, like I'm not where I should be or something isn't right. I texted both Christine and Larissa and my sister about this just to be like, you know what? I know I'm being a little crazy, but I just need to tell someone I'm being a little crazy so that I can tell myself that I don't need to be so crazy. And Christine sent me back that she also too, right before Christmas, had this exact thing happen to her. She had convinced herself she had meningitis and she decided to give herself like six hours. And if it got worse, then she'd do something about it. And if it didn't, then she'd realize she was fine. And I was like, wow, dude, thank you. That actually really helps. I'm going to use that. So I decided to give myself, you know, a few hours to see if I was going to feel any worse or any better instead of deciding right here, right now, if something was wrong. What that did is deciding I had that time to figure it out also gave me space and time. And when I created that space and time, it made it easier for me to stop worrying about what was wrong and gave myself the room to just see what might go right, you know, to not be like, okay, there's a yes or no black or white answer right in this moment. I need to know. It was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of coast and see what happens. And if it's meningitis, then wow, okay, then I'll deal with that. But if it's not, then why would I freak out about it now and ruin my whole day? What we choose to focus on grows. And I'm not saying that that's an easy formula, but I am saying that knowing this and realizing this is so powerful because if we can change our thoughts, then guys, we could change our whole freaking lives. So next up, we're going to talk about how to stop freaking out and then how to actually change the thoughts or the thought process that I went into that created just a whole new perspective on all of this for me right after I give you guys a little message from the sponsor that brought you guys today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, so bringing it back to following our personal golden threads, the first thing I want to tell you, and I'm only telling you this because I told myself this or have been telling myself this, it's to stop freaking out. In case you need to hear this, you are doing amazing. 
You are exactly where you're meant to be. Whatever you were freaking out before you started this podcast episode, just chill. Just breathe. Just take a moment to just give yourself the space at least till the end of this episode to not freak out about absolutely anything. Worry is truly just fear. And the only thing that we really could fear or should fear is fear itself. So if you're worried about something, then that means you're afraid of something. So figure out what it is. What are you afraid of? Name it. Because if you name it, then you can face it. And then once you face it, you can question it. Follow all the whys until you get to the root. Like, for example, with this morning, I was worried today about all of the work that I needed to catch up on and I didn't know where to start, right? And I think that knowing that, knowing how much work I had to do and how many people are waiting on me right now, you know, I knew I had to record this podcast episode. I knew that there's just, there's so much I need to catch back up on, let alone get ahead on that instantly this morning, you know, my stiff neck and feeling stressed and not having a good night's sleep and all of these symptoms started to create and Once they started to create, I started to worry, and I let that worry spin out into letting me believe that something terrible was wrong, that I was going to die in a matter of hours. Like, sounds crazy, but that's what anxiety is, right? So anxiety is worry. Worry is fear. Fear is honestly just what's stopping you or getting in your way of actually just feeling like you're living your life the way that you absolutely should, right? So with worrying today that I wasn't going to get everything done, I knew that that worry meant that there was a fear. When I boiled down the fear, it just merely... I mean, it's probably going to be one of the most relatable fears you've ever heard, but I was afraid that I was going to be a failure. I'm afraid to let people down. I hate being behind. I hate knowing that I'm not uploading on time. I hate feeling like, you know, I just hate feeling like a failure. And when I've noticed that that fear of being a failure was creating all this worry of all the stuff I had to do, I was able to then be like, okay, well, why am I afraid of being a failure? Well, because I'm afraid I'm not going to get everything done and that's what's going to make me a failure. Well, why am I afraid I'm not going to get everything done? Well, because I only have X amount of time. So there, I can challenge that. So if I only have X amount of time and I'm here right now with this amount of time and this amount of things to do, is there any way that I could believe that everything is going exactly according to plan? Is there any chance that I wouldn't have had this podcast topic to talk about if I had recorded this last week? Or is there a chance that what I'm about to create today out of the time that I do have and the way that I'm presently showing up to it, going to be able to touch on something or help something or ripple out in some way that, you know, it was meant to happen exactly as it did. Maybe it's not about me at all. Maybe I'm not the one making life happen, but life is just happening through me and I just need to show up and do the best that I can. That shift in my thoughts equaled me calming the hell down, which equaled opening up the space and time to actually focus on getting this work done today instead of freaking out about it and then sitting there thinking that it's something else or adding all these panic symptoms to my body and then believing that I'm dying or just wanting to throw all my hands up in the air and be like, I give up or, you know, just it just created the space and the time to be like, okay, I'm here. I just got to do what I got to do and not worry about it and just keep following what I'm supposed to do next and show up for it. I know that that sounds super easy, but when you really boil down your fears and your worries, you can get to the root. And then when you challenge that root, just tell yourself, okay, what if only today I just have to believe this? I'm not saying that you have to, for the rest of your life, never feel anxious again. I'm just saying for today, you're obviously feeling some type of way. You're obviously freaking out that you might not be where you're supposed to be. So why not for today, just today, let's believe that everything is exactly as it should be, that this is exactly where we should be, and that at least for just today, we're going to give ourselves the time and space to believe that we have some time to figure it out. You know, we got some time and we'll just take it and we'll roll with it and we'll see where it goes, at least for today. And in doing so, we'll be able to get back to living our lives rather than freaking out about them or thinking that there's something else we need to be doing, some other place we need to be, 
or, you know, somewhere else that you should go or that you're doing it all wrong. Just follow your thread. And when I say follow your thread, I got this terminology in a book that I just finished reading in 2018. It was called Wherever You Go, There You Are, which is honestly probably the backbone of a lot of today's podcast episode because I feel like I'm just kind of condensing everything this book taught me. But he talks about this visual of a thread, like a golden thread kind of leading you through life. And I really, I really stuck to it. Like I could picture it perfectly in my mind, just this little visual of a sparkling, like I almost like picture the little sparkly emoji, you know? That little sparkling emoji just leading this thread of life. And it appeared right in front of me. I could see it stretched out just a few inches inside my mind or like my third eye rather, depending on how spiritual you are. But I could see this golden thread, quite literally. And the idea that this thread was guiding me made it so that I could sit back a little bit, you know, lower my shoulders from my ears, take the pressure off my chest and just breathe. Just I can see a few inches of that thread. I know what I have to do, at least for the next couple of steps. So why don't I just trust that I can just focus on these next couple of steps without needing to see where this thread is leading? That, my friends, is trust. But when you think that you're following a golden sparkly thread, it's a lot more of a happy visual to believe that you can trust in that rather than the visual of you stumbling over your own feet in a big, vast open maze that you're not sure if you're going the right way or not. I was on my plane, actually, while I was reading this chapter, and I put on my music, as per usual, and tucked my head down after I read this chapter and pictured this golden thread. I wanted to really burn it into my mind so I could pop it up in my head anytime I started feeling anxious. And when I pictured this golden thread, I pictured it weaving all the way back to the day that I was born and having weaved its way through time, tying me constantly to moments that are now turned into memories. Times that I lost the thread in my life because I stopped believing that it meant anything, it was still guiding me. Times that I lost it because I was so sure that it was leading me the wrong way or that this thread wanted to hurt me or lead me somewhere bad, it was still guiding me. Times that I lost this thread or couldn't see this thread anymore because I was convinced that it didn't exist and that instead I proceeded to just assume I needed to sew my life together and left my hands and my thumbs numb and myself exhausted just trying to do all that work myself, it was still guiding me. We aren't meant for that kind of power. We aren't meant to be the bearers of the thread, you know? We just have to follow the thread and see where it's taking us. Only space, time, and energy can create the thread that's leading the way. We just need to trust and arrive with open eyes and with our hand on the thread, like it's, you know, bird box, and we got our little blindfolds on, and we're just following the thread in to see what life's gonna bring us, you know, to see if it's gonna lead us to some type of sanctuary, which it's not easy to believe, but you kind of have to trust that it will, because what else can you do? The only other option is not trusting, and both options are completely within your control. You are exactly where you need to be at the perfect time that you're supposed to be there and with nothing more to do but exactly what is asked of you at this exact moment. Doesn't matter if you can't see how this thread is going to lead you to tomorrow or how it's gonna lead you to next week or how it's even gonna lead in the next month or next year. All that matters is that you know that it's always leading you and even when it takes you through harder times, times that you maybe don't understand, times that it feels like it's leading you or kind of dragging you rather through, you know, the mud a little bit, it will eventually tie you into the answers that will make all of those moments make sense. So stop freaking out that you're doing your life wrong or that there's more that you need to sew together or places you should be instead or things that you're missing in your story or your book or whatever, you, whatever you're picturing sewing together. Stop believing that there's anything missing from it or something you're forgetting or a place you should be sewing instead or maybe you think that you don't even have thread at all. Just keep following that arrow. Keep following that thread. 
through all the highs and all the lows and keep your eye on the gold that rests in every single day. I know that's really corny, but it's true because there is gold in every single day. Even the hard times, even the bad times, there's always something that we can at least say we're thankful for, even if it's just our breath, which by the way, if you really, really, really get anxious, that's going to be the number one thing that'll tie you to that thread. Because honestly, from the day that we took our first breath on this earth, I guess in a lot of ways, that's where our thread's coming from, right? Because with each breath, it's what's tying us from each moment to the next. Super cliche again, I know. But like I said, I'm just basically condensing everything this book taught me. And I'm a little shook by it. I'm not going to lie, guys. Like, it's probably one of the best books I've read in a really long time, which in case you didn't hear it earlier and now you're curious again, it's Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn. He was the quote at the beginning of this episode as well. But definitely pick up this book. It's amazing. Just follow your heart. Trust in yourself. Trust in your thread. Believe that no matter what, even if it sucks, I'm not saying you have to pretend that it's not sucking. I'm just saying you just have to understand that it's eventually going to mean something. It's eventually going to connect to something and it'll all eventually make sense. This is your thread of life and your story is being woven. And again, I know how cliche and corny that sounds, but trust me, your story is worth living. Your story is worth trusting and you are exactly where you should be. So don't freaking worry about it. Nobody got it figured out. We're, We're all doing the best that we can and we might as well just enjoy it while we have it. And you know, Like I said, throw on that blindfold, grab onto that thread, and let's bird box our way to our sanctuaries. Am I right? Okay, enough Netflix references. I'm being a little cringy, so I'm going to tie this Coffee Talk podcast up for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I have a ton of editing to get to now, but don't worry. I'm not stressing about it, I promise you. I'm going to have a little dance party interlude with Bentley and get straight to it and know that all of the content is coming up in due time, just exactly as it should. So thank you guys for being so patient with me and for letting me kind of coast into the new year with, you know, just a little bit more of of space and time to breathe. And I hope that you got a little space and time for yourself with this podcast episode today. And aside from that, I'll talk to you guys all next Monday. Bye guys. 